My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, good morning. It is indeed an honor and a joy and a blessing to be with you all this morning for the Mass uh, on the last day of this annual conference, Midwest Catholic Family Conference. As the Bishop of the Diocese of Wichita, uh, where this conference has, has been held, it's my uh, joy to welcome all of you. I see many familiar faces uh, from our own very devoted and wonderful Catholic family. Um, but I also know and recognize that there are many visitors uh, from near and far. And so we want you all to know that you're most welcome uh, here in the Diocese of Wichita. Uh, there is a special guest among us today, though, and we're very honored to have with us Governor Jeff Collier. Uh, Governor is here today to celebrate and, and, uh, and pray with us today. I would like to also take this moment to thank him personally as a bishop in the province of Kansas for supporting our Adoption Protection Act and for signing that important piece of legislation for our state. Governor Collier, welcome and thank you for, for that wonderful support. In the category of all things are relative, when I look out among you all today, I wonder where is everybody else? And that's because 15 hours ago, I had the unique experience and pleasure of celebrating Mass for the Marian Days in Little Carthage, Missouri, about three hours away from here. And there, an estimated group of 100,000 Vietnamese Catholics were present for the Mass. It was an immense crowd, probably the largest group of people I've ever presided over in, and prayed with. But it was an incredible experience, and I was so happy to be there in support of our own Vietnamese Catholics that, are, that reside here in the Diocese of Wichita. And though you're not 100,000 strong, you are still a formidable crowd. <laughs> and so all things are relative. You look like 100,000 people. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a part of this conference and for your presence here and for your strong Catholic witness and support of family life, pro-life, marriage, vocations, and all the other issues and concerns that we have as Roman Catholics in these troubling days of the 21st century. Thank you for all of that and for your continued support and your prayers. It doesn't take an advanced degree or a great deal of insight, really, to know that we face many, many problems in the world today. Problems that in some ways have existed since the beginning of time and yet have grown in an intensity that troubles us and leaves us baffled. Such problems as poverty, when fewer have more and more have less than what they need. Homelessness, which we see here in the downtown area of Wichita on a daily basis, violent crime, exploitation of 
innocent people, including children. The migration of whole-scale numbers of people leaving their homes and families and their ways of life in search of a better life. And many, many other worldwide problems. But one problem, though, that pervades and, and is in, in fact entangled in the midst of all these other global problems, and one that baffles us, is that of hunger. Right now, millions upon millions of people, near and far, struggle every day with a lack of sufficient food. Now this hunger is different than the hunger that you and I might feel if we're an hour or so late for lunch, or if we happen to skip a meal. That's not the kind of hunger that I'm referring to. The hunger I speak of is an intense, desperate, demoralizing hunger, which sometimes forces people to do desperate things like steal for food or commit crime, other crimes. This hunger is even right here in our own backyard. For that reason, I am so proud of two efforts in the Diocese of Wichita that help to address this problem of hunger. Those of you from Wichita will know them readily, at least one of them. Close to here, we have the Lord's Diner, a ministry of the Diocese of Wichita, but supported vastly by our community, which serves over 2,000 meals every day to those who are hungry, both here in Wichita and in our satellite ministry in Pittsburgh, helping people find food, supporting them in their hunger. I'm equally proud of our St. Vincent de Paul Society's backpack program, where children in our schools who are food vulnerable are every Friday given a backpack full of non-perishable food to take home with them, where they all too often find the pantry and the cabinets virtually empty, so that they and their family can have at least a couple of sustaining and nutritious meals over the weekend. Simple efforts, but humble and powerful, that help to address this worldwide problem of hunger. But friends, there is another kind of hunger, which is also global, universal to the human condition, the hunger for God, the hunger for love and truth and for holiness. You see, my dear friends, God has made us to hunger for Him, to look to Him for a daily bread that satisfies the heart and the soul. This hunger, spiritual, emotional, social, and human, is even greater than the bodily hunger that so many experience in our day. But if left untended, it causes human beings to do desperate things, to look for certain food that is perishable, unsatisfying, and in the end even harmful to the human person. All around us, we know people who are so hungry for love that as the song says, they look for it in all the wrong places. Many of us have also looked for that kind of love, that kind of sustaining 
that kind of nurturing love, but have found it in all the wrong places. Many people seek to satisfy this hunger with material things, never having enough, always wanting more, or with unhealthy pleasures or uncontrollable power or addictive substances or experiences that, in the end, rob them of their human dignity and even threaten the very immortal life of their souls. In today's Gospel, from the deeply rich and reflective sixth chapter of the Gospel of St. John, which we call the Bread of Life Discourse, Jesus chides the people who were in search of him after he had fed them with the five barley loaves and the fish, as we heard last Sunday in the Gospel. They were looking for him because they were hungry again. You see, Jesus was now moving to a higher realm, from bodily hunger to spiritual hunger of the human soul. And he teaches them. Do not, he said, work for food that perishes, but for food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. This is the Lord's promise. If we cooperate with that promise by working for food that will endure, He, the Son of Man, will give it to us. He will provide a food that will eternally satisfy so that as He promises, we will never hunger again or thirst again, that we will be truly, fully alive as we live in this world as missionary disciples of Jesus Christ. And what is this food? And where can we find it? We know what this food is. It is the Holy Eucharist. And we know where to get it, here at the Mass, when bread and wine that are offered are consecrated by the hands of the priest and become before our very eyes the very body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, who offered to give us this, this food forever. Jesus said in today's Gospel, I am the bread of life. Let these words sink now into our minds and hearts. Life, not just our earthly, physical life, but our spiritual, immortal life. Jesus is this unperishable food, this bread that will sustain us and give us true life. If indeed we are not frequent and regular sharers in the bread of life at the Mass, and we know, sadly, there are far too many of our brothers and sisters in the Church who have walked away from this banquet, if indeed we, are not, we do not spiritually run to the table of Christ's sacrifice, then we risk spiritual hunger and ultimately spiritual death. And we need not look very far to find 
far too many of our brothers and sisters in such desperate and deplorable states of soul, either because of their indifference to what is for us as Catholics the source and summit of our faith, the holy sacrifice of the Mass, either because of their defiance in resisting the magnetic, magnetic pull of, of the Mass to all of us, or because of their persistence in seeking other forms of bread, perishable bread that we know will never satisfy or nourish. The Mass is everything for us as Catholics. It is the center of our life. All the saints of the Church knew this and were convicted of it. And they demonstrated a radical devotion and dependency on the Eucharist to sustain them on their pilgrimage to heaven. Pope St. John Paul II knew this. And every day of his, of his priestly, episcopal, and pontifical life was centered in the Mass. And then adoration that flowed to it and flowed from it. Saints such as Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta, similarly spent hours in adoration always before the Blessed Sacrament, gaining the strength she needed from the bread of life to be bread for the poor in her personal witness. Sharing in the Mass, and adoring the Most Holy Eucharist in the tabernacles of our churches is, my friends, the antidote to complacency in the faith. It is, all, it is the all-important ingredient for healthy, happy, and holy marriages and family life. We should be attending the Mass as families, together, celebrating at the table of the Eucharist, receiving from that altar the graces that families need today to be strong, to be united, to be truly Catholic. It's from the altar and the tabernacle that vocations to the priesthood, consecrated life, to a life of chastity and virginity are born, where vocations are not only called but are strengthened. It's from the altar and the tabernacle that there will be a renewal of stewardship so near and dear to our hearts in the Diocese of Wichita. It is from the altar and the tabernacle, the very source and summit of our Catholic life, that the life of every baptized person will be a witness to Jesus Christ in these unique, ever-challenging but important times in which we are called to live. Friends, if you share this conviction with me, if you want to seek a holier life through the Mass and adoration, if you will but pledge to make the Mass the very center of your life and that of your family, if you truly believe that Jesus and no other is the bread of life, say with me with greater conviction with greater devotion and intensity today, what we say every time the priest or the Eucharistic minister holds this bread of life before us, 
that one word that says it all. Amen. 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 Amen.